360 Degrees, part of the Urban Breakdown Network. So this morning, we got Mercedes in the house. Good morning, Mercedes. Morning. We got Odie in the house. Good morning, Odie. Good morning. And we got myself, Big Merce. So we got a lot to talk about. So we're just going to jump right into it. So Odie, what you got for us? Man, it's been a wild fucking week. (laughs) (laughs) You would never think so much shit could happen being on quarantine. You would think we would be like the driest the driest country right now especially with all the deaths um surpassing all the other countries I guess we're number one there um but yeah like let's go ahead and start with uh fucking medical advice from your idiot in chief number 45 um (laughs) This bull got on TV and talked at great length. I was really surprised in the clip because I don't, I'm one of those people, I cannot watch the live, I can't do that to my brain cells. I don't watch the live conferences as they happen. I pretty much get all the highlights through the viral content. And the first headline to catch my eye was like, Trump wonders, I think that's how it was titled. It was like, Trump wonders if injecting cleaner can cure coronavirus so surely i mean half of me is still like maybe this was taken out of context um still like kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt but also the bigger part of me i won't even say 50 50 like the bigger part of me was still like but i don't put it past him but i was like "Mm," but the way it phrased it as wonders i was like well maybe they just mean like he kind of mentioned it like briefly and asked it as a question so of course I watched the clip for myself to see what the fuck they were talking about and no this will really really went into great lengths to talk about how this could be done and brought up fucking lasers and shit and I just or, or like um yeah like lasers and zapping it out that way was a uh, UV lights I think it was Yes, UV, UV lights, exactly. Thank you. And I was just like, nah, this can't, like, nope. But, yep, not going to put it past them. This is, um, I remember seeing an article uh, posted by someone I disagree with um, politically a couple of weeks back, like, uh, about Joe Biden. But you posted that link to that article, and... Interestingly enough, somebody in his mentions was like, oh, this had to be taken out of context. (laughs) And this is obviously a Trump supporter. And the man, uh, and then the guy, the original poster responded like, no, this is definitely not taken out of context. He said that shit 
and just admit it. He's an idiot. And of course, there was there was no response to that. But when you watch the fucking video, it's very clear that he meant he said what he said. He wasn't being sarcastic. He was dead ass, like dead ass serious about using household cleaners to kill the virus. I mean, real quick, my thing is this. If I make a bad joke, right, which which I do a lot, by the way, I will immediately follow it. No, nah, I'm just messing with you. I'm just kidding. Because I do say a lot of off-the-cuff things. So I'll just immediately follow it with, oh, I was, just, I was just playing, please don't do that. You know, I don't wait until like a day or two later after there's all that outrage to come back and say, oh, I'm just being sarcastic. No, he, I agree with you 100%. He was dead serious. And you could tell, who was that doctor? Uh, it was a doctor, yes, a woman. I can't remember her name. Um, I can only imagine what would it, was Doctor Fauci there because I didn't see. I him don't in think the clip. He, I don't think he was, but there was the other doctor whose name. Yeah, I. The only doctor I ever think of is Fauci because he's always on the news. Yeah, no. It this this is also a woman, uh, a doctor as well, but it was a woman doctor. She's the one that wears the scarves and shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I identify her. I'm like, oh, that's the doctor with the scarves because. It's some shit that, like, my grandma would have worn, you know? And, and, and the only reason why I'm laughing at that uh, out loud, because I was watching a damage report, and uh, Brett Ehrlich was joking about uh, about her scarf, and they were like, after that press briefing, they found her in her closet hanging from her decorative scarf. <laughs> look, look, that lady faithfully wears her scarf on TV every day. Um, but it's just so interesting, because uh, I don't believe I've ever heard her speak. Um she's always playing in the background and I'm just like she didn't have to speak all you gotta do is look at her face (laughs) oh no no like but I'm just like these are the professionals though this is like your task force um somebody like when I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts the other day I'm like still trying to catch up but I'm behind on some of them because like now with no commute it's like really easy to get behind um but one thing one of the hosts was saying and I was like damn He's right. Like, that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. I don't want to hear this fuckery of what y'all's president has to say. I really want to hear about the virus itself. I want to hear from the professionals about what you're learning about the virus to, you know, track it down. I don't care. Like, I mean, I don't mean to sound harsh. Like, of course, I care that people are dying, but I don't want to hear that anymore. I want to hear about progress, like, to at least have a little hope to be like, okay, is a virus mutating? Is it like what have you found regarding treatments have you started test groups like i have so many questions about that that we don't know about because of the shenanigans from the fucking (laughs) and we need that hope because you figure we are america is five percent of the world's population and yet somehow we're 25 percent of all coronavirus deaths which means that all these other countries have it under control way better than we do and we're supposed to be the greatest country in the world well i guess we are because now we have the most coronavirus deaths because we're number one but it, it's Donna just got let off restrictions yesterday they went on quarantine after we did and they just got let off restrictions yesterday um and or the day before actually uh i think either thursday or yesterday but they their their quarantine has been lifted the barbers in the barbershop they cut with masks on but they open and you talking about Atlanta? Did you say Atlanta? No, Ghana. 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 Um, oh, okay. We have. We have yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, as far as other countries are concerned, now that's yeah. some bullshit about Atlanta we're going to get to in a little bit. 
Yeah, um, that one at the top of my list too. But as far as like people doing it right and keeping the shit under control, um, I feel like looking to countries who are getting it right. I think Australia is getting it right as well. Um, Canada is definitely getting it right as far as how they treat their people during this time um, and support them financially to be on the same page. And the other thing um, to look at is just like just moving past this like about finding the cure and uh, and putting people before fucking profits which like, like I said we'll get to that in a little bit but this that whole press conference, yeah, you can see the look on the doctor's face. She was, she was doing a lot of like blinking, like fast blinking. <laughs> and it looked like it was about to explode. And I don't blame her because it's like you went to fucking med school for this. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'd be like, I'm, and this woman went to med school a day in his life, but he swears he knows every fucking thing. You know, Donald Trump is the only person I know who can make being a doctor like like a shit occupation. Like, you got doctors sitting there thinking, you know what? I could have been an accountant. I could have been a, a systems analyst. But now I'm, now I'm a stupid doctor sitting next to this orange baboon talking about injecting bleach and shit. Like, that's, she's probably, she's probably just rethinking her entire life's decision to be a doctor. Sitting right next to Donald Trump. You know, she's like, I could have been a park ranger. I could have been a, I could have been a, a you know, a stylist for a movie uh, movie company, but no, I'm a doctor sitting next to Trump. <laughs> talking about oh, huffing, wow. I'm talking about huffing Lysol to cure a virus. <laughs> mm, mm, that mm. poor woman. Usually doctors don't rethink their lives because it takes a tremendous amount of work to be a doctor. So if you've crossed those hurdles to be a doctor, you've accomplished your life goals. Look, and we don't to, even know what kind of grades this motherfucker got in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talk, you talk about, um, you talk about doctor, you talk about Trump. Yes. This motherfucker, we don't know what kind of grades he got even in college. So I'm pretty sure if he didn't come from his family, he would have absolutely been on the short bus. No fucking doubts about it. Well, I mean, Donald Trump is living proof that if you throw enough money at failure, you can create the illusion of success. And that's pretty much what happened. If Trump didn't have money, he'd be homeless because he's not smart. Everything he's done, he's failed in. The only thing he's ever succeeded in was was running for president. And that's because unfortunately running for president doesn't take any sort of intelligence. It just takes cunning to know how to play people. And that's something that he knows how to do very well. I mean, who else can make a fake college and, and dupe a whole bunch of people when they're giving up their life savings. You know, the, the fallacy of Donald Trump compared to somebody like Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi, who I'll talk about later on, is that with somebody like Nancy Pelosi, people see her as just this rich oligarch, right? Donald Trump is is rich and he's and he shits in golden toilets and basically his his apartment, you know, and his, his houses look like Liberace's asshole. But you know what? Donald Trump creates the illusion that if you do the right things, you could be as rich as him. That's the that's the thing about it. Why people like Trump like that, because they feel like if they work hard enough and do the right things and make the right moves and know the all of the deal, then they could be like Trump. They don't feel they could be like Pelosi, you know? And that's, made, that's one of 
the things that Donald Trump is excellent at is that marketing. But when he gets up on that press conference and he starts talking about, you know, UV lights and uh, injecting bleach. Now, here's the thing about the UV lights, though. They are working on something about the UV lights in order to kill, but it's not to like put on human skin because it's basically concentrated UV lights cause cancer. So it's not about putting on skin, but I think there were some tests where they were using it to sterilize uh, surgical tools and medical equipment. UV lights do kill bacteria and they do kill viruses. But as far as like applying it directly to the skin, they were like, no, it, it causes cancer. So one thing my um my hairdresser and I and my friend hairdresser and I I always have to put that friend on it because not everybody is fortunate enough to be friends with their hairdresser like they're really just a hairdresser right um, it seems like hairdressers like they take hairdressers and barbers they like really separate their clients from their friends like they they're usually not one and the same so I was talking to to my friend um who also happens to do my hair um yesterday about it and she was saying like her shop um is trying to open back up and and we'll kind of segue into what's going on in georgia um because that's what has opened back up um restaurants barbershops they started opening up yesterday like mercedes um, mentioned earlier and they of course those are like black-owned businesses but or majority Black-owned businesses, especially in Atlanta. Um, But one of the things that she mentioned was we were talking about, like, what changes are going to come from this, uh, permanent changes. And her problem with it is, of course, like, social distancing is non-existent when you're servicing a client's hair. And, yeah, she might be able to, like, put a mask on, but, like, putting gloves on when you're not applying chemicals is not needed. That's not necessary. Um, But she was saying, like, even so, with the information that's circulating around, the shit is potentially airborne, which means if you have central air, that's going to be a problem. Yes. And so what I thought about was, damn, like, maybe, like, the hotter countries aren't getting it as much not because it's hot and because he will quote unquote kill it but because those countries don't have central air central air is like pretty much a concept here everywhere else you go they usually have air conditioning in the individual rooms so i was like hmm, maybe that's why the counts are lower not because it's, it's hotter but just because people don't have central air and heating So I think like maybe North Carolina, I mean, America is going to have to get on board with that kind of lifestyle and just have air conditioners in individual rooms. Um, I have no idea how fucking, how, uh, how electricity companies will navigate that though. Cause I would imagine that would cause your bills to be high. So I don't know. Unless there's a way to like thermostat the individual rooms and just say, oh, okay, like we need the air on in here or have mobile fans or some shit. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what the new normal is. I feel like in your home, central air is necessary, but not necessary in individual like businesses, maybe. And in her case, she's, um, 
she works in like a salon where there's other stylists and uh, professionals who have their own room. So it's like she's renting a booth, but it's it's more private than just a booth. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So that's I'm like mm, it should be interesting to see what they do with that, but only time will tell on that one. So who also is getting their hair done though speaking of uh, hair salons all the niggas in Atlanta <laughs> they can start yeah. getting their hair done as, as of yesterday they can go to you know Chris's uh, Beer and Chicken or go to um, Two Chains has a restaurant I don't know what the name of it is or they can go to Old Lady Gang um, and those restaurants are allowed to open at full capacity, like they they can just they can have dining service and do whatever the fuck they want to do. Um, but logistically, we obviously see the problems with that. I think a lot of restaurants are still going to continue to do um, takeout because why? Like why not? If your food is good enough, people don't need dining to like enjoy it. They can still take that shit to go. Um, but I'm sure like nail shops and hair salons will be booming but it's just unfortunate because black people will probably be the most impacted by it but what's what's even more fucked up as far as like the logistical implications of this if you open up if you if the governor tells you you have to open the fuck back up or you can open the fuck back up guess who can't file for um these loans because your business is not operating uh guess who can't sign up for you know, certain stimulus incentives from the federal government or your state um, or unemployment because your business is now operational or is allowed to be operational. And then if your employees get sick, if your employees get sick, well, you might have to lay some people off and that's going to be on your tab too, having to file, uh, let them file for unemployment. That's on the businesses tab. And it's just, when you think about it, it's just some bullshit. Like, it's a complete setup to fail. And if you get sick, then you gotta, like, then they get sick, and they don't have insurance to pay for it. Yeah. It's a complete fucking setup. And, well, it, it all depends on who's gonna fall for it. Like, Killer Mike, uh, I, I didn't get a chance to read the article. I saved it. I didn't get a chance to read it, but he owns barbershops in Atlanta. He's like, he said, we're not opening up because it's not safe. You know what I mean? Like, there are some people who are desperate enough to fall for it, right? Because if they, if you own a small business, you're not like, uh, what the hell is the name of that broad from uh, the Kardashians? Uh, Kylie Jennings, I think it is. Is that her name? <laughs> Kylie Jenner. <laughs> uh, did I say Jennings? Kylie Jenner. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, my my mind tries to like purge these people from my brains. So when I try to remember it, my brain is like Jennings. Just say Jennings. I don't care. I don't care about <laughs> but, yeah, um, I don't care about it. But everybody talks about how she's like this business genius. I'm like, yeah, her parents gave her a loan. And if her business fails, so what? She's still rich. So if you <laughs> so if you own a small business. And you mortgage your house to create that business, yeah, you may be desperate enough to open back up. And like OD said, that's the trap. Because now if you open back up, you mm-hmm. can't get you can't get loans. 
So there are going to be, I mean, somebody like Killer Mike, he's got, I, I mean, Killer Mike is not like a, as far as I know, not a multi-millionaire. It's not like Run the Jewels is like number one on Billboard, even though I have all three. I love Run the Jewels. But um, at the same time, you know, he, he can afford to not open right away. There are right. some, and, and this is not a knock on Killer Mike, but some of the people who mortgage their homes to create these businesses, they don't have that luxury. They gotta go back to work or else they lose everything. So that's the trick, you know, to get these people to open back up. So, and, it's, and at this point, all the major corporations took all the loans anyway, because there's nobody, there's no quality control on who gets those loans. So you have these big companies like Ruth Chris picking money from these loans. I'm like, dude, you 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 sell like $35 stakes. Why are you getting a loan? You got money. Yeah. A lot of these corporations frittered away their money. Like you figure the oil industry, right? They're they're suffering. Oil is that oil is at negative money per per barrel. It's like a negative $37 per barrel. I think we talked about this on Monday. What does the oil company do with all their money, right? Aside from buying politicians, right? They pay, they pay their executives big bonuses. You know, they drive up stock prices. The airlines did the same thing. You would think that the airline would have, airlines would have a few billion dollars stocked away so that if something happens, they could continue to pay their employees or at least put into their pensions. Nope. nope. They, they took all their money and they spent it on uh, buying back their own stocks to artificially raise the price. So why are we rewarding bad behavior? So if you have a small business that's doing everything it can to keep its books clean, right? And then you have the oil companies and the airlines you know, literally like the grasshopper and the grasshopper in the old, those old cartoons walking around with their fiddle. The world owes me a living. Why are we helping those big corporations and then not helping the small businesses? Because the small businesses are probably not donating hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to politicians. So yeah, these people are getting caught in the trap. They have to open to keep their businesses alive because if their businesses fail, they can't be like Kylie Jenner, like, Mom, I need a loan. No, they're done. They're homeless. And then and then you know, somebody said that America I had a I had a meme. Uh somebody said that America is basically a third world country wearing a Gucci belt. That's absolutely, <laughs> that, that's absolutely true. Because look how what do we have? Like uh, twenty billion people unemployed right now. In the last in the last three weeks, there are now more than twenty two million people unemployed. In three weeks, you know, there are people who can't file for unemployment because they can't get through. You know, they call the lines busy. They try to do it online. The websites are down because there's too much traffic on them. And these governors, yeah. Because no, I just uh, helped my mom navigate that process through the unemployment process. And hmm, definitely. Now, um, now, did your mom ever get through? Yeah, luckily, uh, we go on at like very uh, non peak hours. So um, uh, we went on Sunday initially, like Sunday morning, about 11 o'clock. And then last night we went on as well. Um, which 
it did slow down, slow up in a couple of sites, a couple of locations, but luckily she is good to go. Most people lose their job on Fridays or Thursdays, I've noticed. Um, I personally was laid off. Yep, I was laid off on a Thursday, and the first time I was laid off was like on a Tuesday. I think a Tuesday or Wednesday. So, yeah, I noticed it's like, usually they'll put it towards the end of the week. They'll definitely squeeze a couple of work days out of you. <laughs> I mean, the last time I ever got fired from a job, I actually got quired, which basically means that I got fired and then I quit. And mm-hmm. I was working at this place called uh, Long Island Pipe and cutting sprinkler pipe. It's a shit job for shit pay. And me and the boss got into it, and I basically told him to go fuck himself. And he basically fired me. And uh, it was not one of my better days. <laughs> not one of my better days. But the only time I ever really collected unemployment was when I used to work construction. You know, because I mean, being a laborer, it's like you're working six months, you're off six months. You know, and um, you know, you just file for unemployment. And back before we had a pandemic. Granted, this was like almost 30 years ago. I mean, you know, you show up at the office and, you know, they weren't doing things online then. You know, we're talking, mm-hmm. about, we're talking about the late 80s, early 90s. So you basically just show up at the unemployment office, stand in line, you know, and I would see all these Hispanic dudes and they have like translators because they don't speak English, you know, and they get, uh, you know, you go to the rigmarole. I mean, you, you're going to spend at least two hours in that office every week, you know, but because you got to go back and check in and you know, let them know how the job search is going and all that other stuff, you know. But it's now, it should be easier because like you said, you just do it online. But now with the pandemic, it's just, it's brutal, you know. And people are getting desperate. And if you were unlucky enough to not have your banking information on file with the IRS, you got to wait yep. for a paper check. They don't even know if those checks have been mailed yet. So um, some this people have gotten theirs that I know have gotten their paper check. Um, they're trickling out. Uh, I had about a good four people on my timeline yesterday. One of them is actually my cousin who got their paper check. Yeah. Interesting. So this is um. I was, <coughs> okay. So I haven't gotten the stimulus payment. Um, and I noticed though, like every time I'm going to site, I was one of those people that's getting like that generic error message, like don't have any information or can't really tell what's up with your shit. And so yesterday when I went on, yesterday was the first day that I didn't get that message. And I was prompted to, I was prompted to, uh, they asked if I wanted to put my, my bank information on file because it said that I did qualify. Mm-hmm. So at first I put in my 2019 tax information. I'm glad that I did because turns out I need my taxes amended for 2019. <laughs> I wouldn't have made that I wouldn't have made that I completely missed a W-2 like from one employer so it was like an extra 30 grand of income that was not reported to the IRS um, but I, I caught it and I sent my tax I, pan- I panicked and sent my tax lady email like girl please help we need an amendment how much is going to cost um, she'll take care of it no charge not the point the point is <laughs> I did put in 2019 information but my taxes hadn't been processed yet so I found my 2018 stuff put that in and that's how they verify that you are who you say you are. Um, because I guess the idea is like, you would never know. Um, you can't just put in like your social and your birth date, you have to put in more. So when I put in my 2018 information, 
um, it then allowed me to put in my banking information to do direct deposit instead. So hopefully they haven't mailed the check yet, so they can do direct deposit, but it's at least on file now if they do decide to do direct deposit. But since I've always owed, I figured like they wouldn't have my bank information on file. So yeah. Well, mine came pretty easily. <laughs> mine came pretty easily. I found my taxes back at like at the end of February, beginning of March, and I got my tax return pretty quickly. And I got the little stimulus check pretty quick too. Um, my mom I guess found my taxes. Well, she she doesn't do online though too so like that definitely I did this year I did because I owned a business last year and I didn't make a lot of money I made like you know 15,000 I didn't make like 100 grand or anything but I wanted to file it you know because it was my first time making that large a lump sum in one of my little businesses or whatever so I got this guy this tax professional do mine and he he only does paper uh, files so he'll do everything in front of you in his computer but he'll print it off and you gotta mail it so mine mm-hmm. actually to be uh, to be honest, I was surprised it only took like two weeks for everything. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I definitely sent mine. I remember the day it was April first because I signed it, and that's the day I mailed it off. Um, my mom filed the end of February, I think, and she still hasn't gotten hers back yet. We we both went to the same tax professional. I know some people who filed in January that still haven't gotten it back yet. Yeah, it's so weird, like how that works but it's it's fine i'm glad they didn't process my shit yet because like i said i it's <laughs> a w2 so right. once it's amended we'll get that sent off and if they do send something back before then then i'll definitely i won't send it because i don't know how much what the discrepancy is going to be yet so we'll I mean, see i'll put it like this i filed my taxes they sent my return in i don't know less than 10 days i had it in my bank mm-hmm. account and then I spent it all it's because I'm an adult now. Being an adult sucks. I really need a new mattress. Kylie <laughs> <laughs> Ghetto, do not recommend. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing I wanted to cover uh, real quick is um, obviously during this quarantine time, um, a lot of us are relying on streaming services to get us through. Um, you know, whether you do Netflix, Prime, Hulu, what's, what's you guys preferred, uh, streaming platform? I use Prime and my big problem with Prime right now is nothing is two day shipping. So what am I paying for? You know, so that's my problem with them, but Prime is my main. That's what you have. Like, do you actually watch the content of like on video, Prime video? Yeah. Yeah. I use that, um, Amazon Prime video. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'm looking for recommendations. I have Amazon Prime as well. Uh, what, do you have any recommended shows? Um, I've been just watching like movies and stuff right now, and they actually opened up. You know how like sometimes they'll have like I guess like affiliate or um, like uh, certain shows that might only come on Showtime. Well, they got mm-hmm. it open right now where you don't have to subscribe to certain premium channels anymore, which Spectrum did the same thing. But, like, you can watch any and everything. So, I've been watching a lot of movies that I haven't seen otherwise. That's what I've been doing. I haven't even watched any actual okay. shows yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. What about you, Mersh? Netflix, but I've just been watching. I mean, there's been so many good new shows on on Netflix, but I'm still watching Criminal Minds. I'm on, like, season eight. Dang. Yeah. It's oh. a long time. How yeah. to get away with murder. I mean, that's ABC, but, I mean... 
that I've been kind of stuck on that, and it's down to the last like three episodes. Because it's been a while, so I haven't really paid attention since season two. So I have no idea what the hell is going on with that show now. I know people are so loyal to it. Um, yeah, it's about to end. Yeah. I mean, the, the last three episodes are coming out over the next uh, three Thursdays. Of course, they skipped this Thursday because of the NFL draft, but the next three are coming out. And uh, this is it. This is the season finale. Um, so the, the series finale. And um, I would recommend if you stopped at season two, go ahead and pick back up because it gets it gets crazy. It really does. And it actually stay. You know how some shows, like over time, they get watered down when they've been on too long? Like, uh, what's a good show that ran for way too long? Um, Supernatural? <laughs> way too long. It, that mm-hmm. thing had like, what, 15 seasons? But um, after a while, it kind of got watered down. You're like, what What the hell are you guys writing back there? You know what I'm saying? And it kind of mm-hmm. threw you for a loop, but it would bring up old crap that you thought was dead. It's, it was crazy. Um, but How to Get Away with Murder never did that. It was always, like, shocking drama, like, up until the end. I, I think will- that's... I do think it, like, How to Get Away with Murder is a good one to pick back up, just because I think what was frustrating me is, like... Like, there would be weeks at a time where you would forget things or, you know, because they would take, like, the winter break and, like, like have these wild-ass cliffhangers. And I'm one of those people, you know how some people, like, you can't tell them, hey, I have a surprise for you, and then they won't go, like, and most, most people's reaction to that is, tell me now, tell me now, tell me now, tell me now. Like, I want to know, like, or if they say, I want to talk to you later about something, like, they try to pick it pick at you until they get enough information to figure it out or wear you down to give it to them then. I'm one of those people where I'm like, no, I'm cool on that. Like, I'll I'll wait. But the problem is when I do that, it's so passive that when it does come back, I don't have any interest anymore. <laughs> so right. it doesn't work. Like, for me, I just lost interest and I never went back to it. And so, like, while cliffhangers have, like, the reverse effect on me, I'm not interested in following up anymore. Because I forgot about you, um, and then like some, they would do so many weird things and connect so so many random dots that it, it is hard to watch like week over week. But if I binge it, it probably wouldn't make more sense because I would remember things that I would I would have forgotten otherwise. When you take those week breaks in between and you take off the whole season or whatever, so yeah, I'm, maybe yeah. I will pick back up how to get away from her. Yeah, it's um a lot of like backstory and stuff that happened is starting to come to surface. And I stopped watching it for a while too. I actually mm-hmm. stopped like on season four and was like WTF. But it was it was more so I think I just didn't have the time to catch up. Not necessarily that I got bored with it. It was kind of like I think I found interest in something else. I can't remember what it was. Um, what was uh Tyrant? That's that one. That's a good series too. I don't hear a lot of people mention it. But it's about this guy, he's like Middle Eastern, and he's like from this prominent like Middle Eastern family, but he cut ties and moved to America to become a doctor. But his uh, brother is like this crazy dictator, and he was really supposed to be the ruler over there, but because he moved to America to live the American dream, he's not like that anymore, but he really has that whole dictator tyrant thing in him. It's, it's a great show, but I got, I think that's what I got to I, I got that, that really, Yeah, you set it up really well. I'll, I'll definitely check that one out. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, all the way down to like his dad was a ruler before him, uh, before the brother, of course. But and the and the dad, I mean, execution, you know, was his thing. Like if you you know did like crazy mm-hmm. crimes or whatever. But like he was, like 
yeah, exactly. I can't be like that. So I'm leaving the family. I'm like leaving the family business. Y'all tripping. So, but he actually had to face an issue when he, he went over to visit and took his family with him where you really are your father's son. So you can't run from who you are. It's a great show. It's an amazing show. You'd be like, what the fuck? But yeah, so if, if you look into it, uh, Tyrant, and I'll, and I'll send you the information where I watched it. Um, but that's why I kind of think I took a break from How Do You Know the Murder for like about a year and some change. And then I picked back up um, when season five was airing and I had to go all the way back and start over in season yeah. four to catch up. Yeah, so, yeah, that's not a show. You, you can't take a break from that show because nothing will make sense. And, and you can't skip anything because you will miss everything. It's like everything is come from the beginning is coming back to surface right now. Everything. Okay. And, and it's crazy because you can't skip a season. You can't ask a friend, hey, what happened here so I don't have to watch this season? No, you got to watch every inch of it. So that would be my recommendation for the day. Um, How to Get Over Murder, which it is on Netflix um, up until, of course, season five. Season six is on right. ABC. Right, and who right, right. Okay, so what about you, Merce? What are you watching over there? And what uh, you said you prefer Netflix? I prefer Netflix. I still have uh, Disney Plus only because I, I still haven't finished watching The Mandalorian yet. I don't know why it's taking me so long to finish watching because it's a great show. They did a really good job on that show. And I don't know why it's taking maybe I'm Maybe I'm pacing myself because I know it's only. I eight know, yep. I know the exact feeling <laughs> here. You're. You're just trying to avoid the inevitable feeling of loss. <laughs> Only because there's nothing else. I mean, aside from The Simpsons, there's nothing else really to watch on Disney Plus for me. I mean, there's tons of shows on there, but uh, it's just not for me. I'm like, I'm not going to watch like Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo or some dumb shit like that. So, you know, after uh, after watching Mandalorian, this is, you know, I guess I, I just got to wait for like Falcon and Winter Soldier, I guess. Jesus and Mero referenced like an episode of The Simpsons and I was like, wow, I totally missed that reference. Like I have not watched that show in years, like years. I have not watched The Simpsons and I'm just like, wow, that's, that's crazy. But you know, yeah. I, my, my friend told me every time I call President Trump, uh, President Cuckoo Bananas, it always makes him chuckle. And I said, and I told him, I was like, you wanna know the truth? I got it from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I never would have that reference. But, but the worst part was uh, it was it was Marge Simpson that said that, but she didn't say it about Trump. She said about about Bush Jr. And she was and, and she was you know she went on her mini rant. She was like uh, talking about like not knowing what's going to happen. Like what's going to happen? Like you know maybe there'll be another conflict in in North Korea. Maybe one in in Iran. Who knows? Or President Cuckoo Bananas in charge. And I was like, okay. Uh, that applies still. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that still applies to the current, so. Definitely. Well, uh, people who enjoy the streaming platforms just like we do <clears throat> have put together a petition asking that each one, including Netflix, Prime, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, etc., um, give customers 60 days of free service. No, I, I, I don't agree. Apparently, many agree. Petition currently has over 38,000 signatures. Now, this was a couple of days ago, so uh, a few days ago, actually. So it probably has more than that by now, um, especially with the exposure. Um, I'm not a petition person. Like, I only sign petitions if I'm legit interested. Like, it takes me a lot. It takes a lot to sign a petition for me. Um, but it, uh, it says that they should be uh, willing to drop their fees for the next two months to keep energy. Americans entertained and occupied. Now, 
while I disagree with most of the platforms, the only one like Mercedes mentioned or, or kind of hinted at earlier that I feel like should be exempt from this is Prime. Because Prime is not just video. Like, it's not like I get charged $2.99 for Amazon Prime Video and then $15 for Amazon Prime Monthly Services or whatever the breakdown is. I, I just got charged. It's, it's about $15. Um, with no discount or anything like that. So I feel like for for them to charge the full price when half of it is Prime Video services and the other half is Amazon Prime shipping services and we're not getting shipping services for, you know, any amount now. Yeah, I feel like they're the only ones that should be the exception to this. To be honest, I really don't use Prime Video too tough. Um, if I do, it's usually at my mom's house. She has found some very obscure, like, black films on there. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, straight-to-DVD type of movies. And she, like, enjoys watching them. So I'll use my account while I'm over there. But most of the time, I don't watch Amazon Prime. Um, Prime's got some pretty good stuff. And, and some the of them... The only I mean, thing I watch up there is... Uh, what's my man from um, Jack Ryan? That's it. That's the only one where I'm like, yeah, that's about to be fire. Like, I can't wait for a new season. But... Well, all of my movies are on there, so on Amazon Prime. So, yeah, you're right. Straight to DVD or yeah, independent films like crazy on there. I haven't really gotten that big into Prime shows. The only Prime show I watched, like I binged that thing, like in like three days, was a show called The Boys. And um, it, I didn't I didn't realize it was it was an actual comic, and it's a comic along the lines of like Walking Dead, where it's like they don't hold anything back. It's it's an adult comic. I'll I'll leave it at that. But they made an Amazon Prime show about it. It has um Carl Urban in it, and uh, it's actually really good. You know, watch it when you get a chance. You know, I'm I'm just waiting for season two, because <laughs> I, I think I watched season one in like three days. Because it, it was that good to me. But a lot of Prime, sh like original shows, I haven't really gotten into. You know? And Netflix, mm -hmm. I'm, I still need to watch uh, Uncut Gems. Because normally Adam Sandler's movies are just terrible. But uh, I heard a lot of good things about Uncut Gems. I may need to give it a shot. Probably because he's not trying to be funny. <laughs> Probably because it's like a drama. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like John, John uh, Lake Lozano. When he's trying to be funny, he, he's just terrible. But when he's like serious, he's actually really good. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it, it, it's kind of like that. So, but like I said, I, I get into a show and you know what? I Here's how OCD I am. I actually made a list of shows, right? Like five or six shows because I have like like 60 items in my in my watch list, right? And I'm coming to the part where some of them have been there so long that they're being dropped from Amazon. I mean, I'm sorry, being dropped from Netflix. So I made a list of five or six shows that I need to watch that have been at, at the bottom of my list forever. Because usually when you put something in, it goes mm -hmm. up to the top. So, and one of them was Criminal Minds. So I had like, you know, like five or six shows. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch like two episodes, go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one. And then I started watching Criminal Minds from season one. And like I said, now I'm on, now I'm on season eight. And I just kept watching Criminal Minds. 
<laughs> so, but um, I didn't realize that Arrow, they had their final season. And I said I was going to try to watch the Arrowverse. And if I have to get DC online to get some of the other shows, that's going to be my mission to watch the uh, the whole Arrowverse. Because it's, it's Arrow, um, the Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Supergirl, Constantine. I think there's, uh, I think there's a couple other shows. And it was actually a, uh, I, I saved an article. It showed you how to watch all the shows in order. And then like... I. You know, to get the full, you know, the full Arrowverse thing. So I was just like, okay, I'll do that. And I'm, I made it to like episode five of season one before I started watching Criminal Minds. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't help it. It's, it's a great show. And I think they had their final season last year, I think, Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think they stopped at season 15, but they only had 10 episodes. You know what? I don't mind that. Yeah, because, they went out on top. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you need 23 episodes to wrap up a season. Uh, I think um, what you call it did the same thing. Uh, person of interest. Like, they stopped before they jumped the shark. You know? I think they were like five, like four or five seasons. And the last season was only like six or seven episodes or something like that. You don't need a whole season to wrap up a series. You know? Get to the point. Now, if you're Game of Thrones and you're only what, how 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 many episodes in the season for Game of Thrones? Like ten episodes, something like that. Yeah, then that's perfectly fine. But for a, a network television show, you don't need ten. You don't need twenty three episodes to wrap up a series. So they criminalized it in ten. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, suffice to say. Sounds like you won't be signing the petition first. <laughs> no. I, it, 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 Netflix is not essential. If you don't have Netflix, you're not going to die. Your children are going to I'm just like, aren't like no. books available? Like, I feel yeah. like, what are the libraries doing at this time? They probably aren't open. Are libraries open? No, our libraries are closed here. See, I feel like this is an opportunity, honestly, for libraries to step up. Because you can do curbside pickup and just be like, okay, any members of the library these are the books that we have, you know what I mean? Like, encourage people to use the website and basically pick uh, place orders for pickup, and then they can just do curbside pickup. I'm like, y'all bored? Oh, okay, like, let me get y'all some books. Like, perfect. Yeah. I have a you couple of books down there that I need to be reading, actually. Like, there's a couple of books, and not gonna lie, some of them have come from the public library. I didn't <laughs> They, they had a, an on Robot Chicken, you know, they had like one of their little mini episodes and they had, um, they were talking about Pokemon where uh, where one of the Pokemon characters went off script and, you know, they're sitting there like, like, Pika, Pikachu, and the guy's like, Squirtle, Squirtle, there's that Squirtle, the fuck am I saying? He's like, go read a book, kids. <laughs> and I'm just like, it, I mean, one of the things that got saved from the flood in, you know, from Hurricane Sandy, because they were all upstairs. It was all of our books when we were kids, you know? And these books are all worn out because we've read these books like dozens of times, you know? All my old all my old Stephen King novels were up there, everything, you know, last time I was mm-hmm. home. And, you know, we read a lot. Like, I remember I had an encounter with some friends of mine. I was on my way to the library 
it had to be like August and I met up with some friends from school and we were talking for a bit and they were like where are you going I'm like I'm going to the library and they were like you read in the yes, summer you don't. and I was just like uh yeah I read all year round you know like the, the library was I used to love going to the library you know? Now, I did used to love reading, too, but where where they had me fucked up at was, like, you know how they would give you, like, a summer reading list? And I'm like, bitch, you know I'm not going to get through all these books. There were, like, a hundred <laughs> books on the list. I'm like, there's no <laughs> way you a hundred books. Now, now the, the books that they were giving out as an adult, could I read now? Probably, if I really wanted to, but, like, girl, what? <laughs> you want me to read the whole summer? Like, I got shit to do. <laughs> I would get to like I, 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 I got troubled again too. You know, I when I was in like junior high school, right? There were books that I started reading. I started reading stuff like from like um Donald Goins and you know stuff like that. And then um I you know, I was the type of kid who would find out that a movie was originally a book and I'd go read the right. book. So yeah, like, exactly. like um like when I saw um Cotton Came to Harlem came on TV one day and I found out it was a book and I was like I did not know that that was a book I actually I finally watched that movie like last weekend actually but no I had no idea it was a book yeah and then you know and then and even uh, Rage in Harlem was a book and I was just like oh okay I don't remember if that was Donald going to Chester Himes I think I may be getting the two mixed up but I started reading a whole bunch of their books and they had these characters um these two detectives and one was called mm-hmm. uh they, they had nicknames the grave digger and the coffin filler Yep, they, just, they, they, they just shoot people. They don't give a shit. But um, <laughs> I found out there was an Eddie Murphy skit that he did on Saturday Night Live where he did the whole prosthetics, the makeup thing, and dressed up as a white guy and went to go live among white people and found out that their lives were way better than black people's lives. Like he went to a bank and the dude just gave him money. Um, like he like he's sitting there in his, you know, his white person makeup and the guy was like, you want a loan? But like you couldn't even produce uh, a form of ID, and he's about to ex- he's about to reject him, and then the white uh, branch manager came in, and told him to go on break, and he was just like, you know, like like what's he talking about? Here you go, just hands him a bunch of money. He was like, you know, like pay it back whenever, or not at all. <laughs> you know, it's an exaggerated view of how white people. Right, 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 right. But I found out that that skit was based on a book called Black Like Me, where a white guy went through a whole process to, to pass himself off as black and live as a black person and wrote about his experience. And white people were mad about that because he was humanizing black people. They almost beat him to death one day. Yeah. Like, like yeah. His, yeah, his car broke down and I think a bunch of people, I don't know if his car broke down or what, but a whole bunch of white people caught him up, you know, caught him out there and almost beat him to death for it. You know, but mm-hmm. I read I read that book because of finding That's out like, you know, I'm like, that sounds really interesting, you know? So People- for me, my, my intentions were a lot less pure. Uh, you know, Terry McMillan's uh, Waiting to Exhale was popping. And I, I, read, that, you know I what? read that book in middle school because I was too young to see the movie. Specifically, just like for the sex scenes. Like, my mom didn't want me to see it because of the sex scenes. Hmm. And um, yeah, so... I the loophole would get the book. <laughs> I, I, I keep forgetting you're younger than I am, like that much younger than I am, because I when that because I I read Waiting to Exhale, I read uh, Disappearing Acts, and I read Mama 
from Terry. The disappearing Acts was a good one. Um, you know what? I, put it like this: I like, I like disappearing. Even though Wesley Snipes was in it, I like disappearing acts as a, as a book so much. I refuse to watch the movie because I'm like, I know they're gonna fuck it up. You know, that's how much I like that book. You know, and, and I mean, they didn't fuck it up, but it wasn't like it wasn't as good as the book. You're right; it wasn't as good as the book. The only the only movie I've ever watched that was ever as good as the book, and people may disagree with me, was um, uh, Stephen King's uh, Pet Cemetery, because they were very faithful to the book. You know, I didn't even read the book, but yeah, okay. And then, and, 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 and even the end was very faithful to the book. And I was just like, they did a good job with that. Like a lot of Stephen King books, they just they just base it on it. Like Children of Corn was definitely not like the book. Because Children of Corn was a short story, you know? And there were a lot of Stephen King, I mean, uh, The Shining, Stanley Kubrick went in a whole different direction <laughs> with The Shining. So, um, but it like, was good though. Like Stephen, like Stephen King hated it, but I mean, I loved it because it's Jack Nicholson at his right. at his absolute best, you know. What about um? What how did you feel about the remake of Pet Cemetery? Did you watch it? I did, and I didn't like it. It was great. I I, I I like the end. I like the end. I, I did appreciate that they didn't make it a shot for shot remake of the other movie because I don't like shot for shot remakes of uh of movies like they did with The Omen, you know. It was shot for shot remake with with worse actors than the original. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't like it but, either. So I I appreciated the fact that they went in a different direction with Pet Cemetery. So on so on that merit, I ended up watching until the end, but I didn't like it. I thought it was <laughs> just I thought it was just meh. Well, we went down a rabbit hole there, but uh, how we got from streaming services to libraries to movies. <laughs> but um, basically, yeah, this is the best time to pick up a book rather than worry about these. <laughs> that's the short of it. it that's means. really the short of it. Yep. So that's why the petition, in my opinion, has no merit. But yeah. y'all go ahead. <laughs> y'all go ahead with that. Um, and that's all I got. All right. Um, I know we're kind of short on time, and I'm not worried about that because whatever I don't talk about today, I'll talk about it on Monday. But I will put it like this, less stuff me to write for Monday. But I will say one, one thing really quick uh, before I get into my main thing. We talked about on Monday about Nancy Pelosi showing off her $24,000 fridge and freezer. Her fridge and freezer that costs more than a Ford Focus. That's not an exaggeration. Because a Ford Focus uh, costs like $19,000 before you start adding stuff to it. And she showed her freezer full of ice cream. And we talked about how tone deaf that was at a time when people were struggling because of coronavirus. Like 22 million people unemployed. And she's like, I like chocolate. And then she put, and then the worst part about the freezer full of ice cream, because it wasn't full of stuff like stuff you can get in the supermarket. She orders her ice cream online. And it's like this expensive ice cream, it costs like $12 a pint. Yeah. Now, unless it has gold flecks in it, I can't understand why ice cream would cost $12 a pint. I don't, I don't buy Ben and Jerry's unless it's on sale. And Ben and Jerry's regular price is like $4 a pint in my supermarket. Like, Look, I just had, I enjoyed the best cup of ice cream the other day. I just had to get sprinkles because I had like a couple of weeks ago, you know how you just want something sweet. So a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, I wanted like apple pie and ice cream. So now I have like the apple pie is gone, but the ice cream is still there. So I was like, well, how can I get rid of this ice cream and this vanilla ice cream 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm, I need sprinkles. As long as I can get some sprinkles, I'm good to go. Right. Rainbow sprinkles with no ice cream. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Nancy, that's all you need. And honestly, I'm really convinced that people in her position, you put fucking Harris Teeter ice cream in front of them, they not going to know the damn difference between Harris Teeter and $12 a pint ice cream. Basically. There's not. There's not. There's no way you can convince it. It's coming from the same damn cow. Yeah. And it, it's basically just a status symbol. So the ladies of The View, including Karen, uh, that's Whoopi Goldberg's real name is Karen. She spells it with a C. So now I will only refer to her as Karen. So Karen and then um, Joy Don't Behar. Don't get in trouble. Don't you know that's a slur? Go ahead. It's her name. <laughs> That name is on her birth certificate. It'll be on her death certificate. They're not putting I was, I was just being sarcastic because you know white women are trying to say that that's a racial slur. You know what? You, you know what? Real quick, like the whole thing with Karen and boomers, they don't like to be called that. So to get people to stop, some jagoff on MSNBC will say, well, it's the same as saying the N-word. No, it's not. You know why? Like in the words of John Mulaney, you're saying Karen and you're saying boomer. You're not saying what the N-word is. You know why? Because you don't want your jaw knocked loose. That's why. So don't compare the two. But um, Karen and Joy Behar and all of them, they were defending Nancy Pelosi. Because what happened was Donald Trump, basically, his team took that appearance on the Late Late Show and made a, a devastating ad about it. Showing, so they, they had clips of people who were like, you know, they don't know where the next meal is going to come from. They're starving. They don't know how they're going to pay their rent, their mortgage. And then they clip over to Nancy Pelosi showing off her ice cream, her $12 ice cream. Her freezer's filled with She got more ice cream in her freezer than Shaquille O'Neal got in his. And Shaquille O'Neal got a lot of ice cream in his freezer. And um, it, it, it was just such a gut punch, you know? So how did they, how did they defend Nancy Pelosi. Did they go back and talk about all Nancy Pelosi's accomplishments? No. You know why? Because she ain't got none. So what did they say? Oh, well, the ice cream company is is a small business, so she was just supporting small businesses. Shut the fuck up, Karen, you jackass. Okay? I mean, it's not uncommon for small businesses to make stuff for rich people because rich people have money. Okay? But... If someone's calling you tone deaf, right? And basically, all you have to do is just talk about all your accomplishments. Well, that's their problem. She ain't got none. When I, when, I, when I challenge Nancy Pelosi fans on what she's done lately, you know what they do? They talk about Obamacare. And that's a whole nother episode. So I'm not going to get into that. But she's, she has nothing. You know, you know what Nancy Pelosi has? Photo ops. She, she is the master of photo ops. She could turn anything into a photo op and raise money with it. But when it comes to actually doing shit, no. She, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous why they worship this woman when she hasn't done anything in 30 years, you know? And, and the view's pathetic defense of her just made me realize why we're in the skin we're in. Because a lot of people, they trust, uh, they trust the news, you know? They trust the networks. So whatever the network tells them, they just run with it. And people like me who are like, well, that don't seem right. We're seen as like the outsiders and the renegades. But people will think if it's not being reported on, 
than is not being true. Case in point. Uh, the, and I want, I, I want to put this up front for you, Odie. For those of you who don't know, who don't follow the show on a regular basis, Odie is the biggest Beyonce fan who ever lived. Okay? Yes, sir. And Beyonce's fans, you know, they call themselves the, the Beyhive, B-E-Y, right? For Beyonce, because she's the queen bee, right? Is, is that why? Did I get that part yep. right? Yep. yep, just be, but definitely just to clarify, I got triggered a little bit just down when you said Beehive. So when I saw Beyonce, yeah, it's just the Beehive, just like bees. So that's why we put like, you know, bees in our like signature because you already know the hive is here. But <laughs> it's funny because when I was at Made in America, these white girls just kept saying, yes, Bay, yes, Bay. And I was like, who the fuck is Beyonce? Like me and my friends were like, who the fuck is Beyonce? It's B, Beyonce. This lady is known by just the letter of her name, B. I don't know nobody else who's been on that shit. Like Diana Ross was like goals just by Diana. She, people knew who you meant when you said Diana. Beyonce ain't gotta be called Beyonce. She's just B and people know it. And so yeah, but yeah, we call her B, not not A, but yeah. Um, okay, now, so I'm, I'm, no, yes. you're, per- you're perfectly fine yeah. because because here's the thing about that, and and I want you to understand this, Odie. If I continue to call uh, Kamala Harris's followers the K Hive because they co-opted mm-hmm. the Bay Hive and they called it the K Hive, right? It's not out of disrespect to you or to Beyonce. It's the mm. fact that I've been having my fun with them on Twitter, and I have to actually look up K Hive to to get at their followers. The K Hive is so possibly. That's what they call. They should call themselves Kamala Bears. That's a cuter name anyway. Yeah. That's a cuter name, Kamala Bears. Boom. And she's Mama Bear. Like, see, see how many, like, there's so many things you can do with that without co-opting Queen B shit. Like, well, I mean, second Queen B. Kamala Harris has has a big problem with with black people supporting her, but it seems like a good amount of black women support her. So, um, here's the thing. I'm not gonna like. Let me be clear though. Like, because she's black, I'm not gonna root against her. But right. I'm also not gonna like. So you know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna be team Kamala just because she's a black. Woman. In other words, you're not gonna but co-sign I'm her horseshit. I'm not gonna co-sign her horseshit, but I'm gonna let her live. <laughs> like, I'm gonna just let her live over there. <laughs> so, News One had an article. So it was kind of like a, a double gut punch for the for the Bayhive, right? Now, keep in mind that when I read this. Um, no one thing, this is what Joe Biden said, so it's going to sound like I have dementia. It's Joe Biden that has the dementia. Okay, I'm just reading what he said. So this is from News One. Um, Biden's interview with Pittsburgh's KDKA commanded attention when he said that he would readily have Michelle Obama as his running mate in a heartbeat. But it was his comments later on in the interview that may have raised the antenna of some of the black voters who pushed Biden to victory in the early primaries. Biden said he would stay true to his vow to pick a woman candidate, but that's it. You know, I, I actually just shared that with you guys. Did you see that? Uh, yes. There was like a link I shared in the group chat um, for reference to those listening. It was basically um, a survey. And it, the question was, I, clearly they haven't gotten my um, independent change form or whatever, where I decided to change to unaffiliated. Um, but I still get Democratic emails. And basically it said something like, who should Joe pick as his vice president? And I'm like, this is where we at with this? Like, you asking us because you want to ensure a vote? So you're like 
surveying people for this. And um, yeah, I think that who were the options? Kamala Harris, Liz Warren, well, the, the no, white no, one. No, not mean to cut you off. Here's a thing that also made them mad, right? CNN, uh, I don't have the date on this, but Tiffany Cross posted this. And I don't know if Tiffany Cross is a, she is an African-American woman. I don't know if she's a Biden surrogate. I follow her on, on Twitter and, you know, she hasn't made me mad yet. <laughs> but then again, there's a lot of people that make me mad that I follow because, you know, we all used to be against Trump and now they're, now they were against Bernie. But I, I, I leave them on to see what they say, you know, just so I, just so I can go on their page and try my best to get blocked. But, um, she had, a, um, a tweet and she said, they're really trying to, and she, she tweeted this on April 22nd, what's that, today's 25th. She said, they're, they, they try really hard to erase us because on CNN, they had a, uh, a story about possible Biden VP candidates and they only had Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, and Gretchen Whitmer. So if you don't know who, who Gretchen Whitmer is, she is the current governor of Michigan. So no, uh, no Kamala Harris, no Stacey Abrams, right? Now, I laugh my balls off at this, right? Man, that's crazy. That's right. That's right. There was no Stacey Abrams on there. Yeah. And, and the reason why I laugh my balls off at this is because number one, it's Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a segregationist, okay? If you look at his record, he pals around with segregationists. Joe Biden went out of his way to prove that he's not a leftist so he can hang out with Republicans and make deals, okay? Um, I forgot which famous segregationist uh, politician it was that passed away, but he requested that Joe Biden eulogize him. I don't wanna say Strom Thurmond, I could be wrong about that. I could be getting the name mixed mixed up. But whoever he was, he was a big time segregationist. And Joe Biden spoke at his funeral. He eulogized him. Okay? So Joe Biden is not the guy. The only reason why Obama picked Joe Biden is to get white people to vote for him. Okay? It's not because he needed the black vote, because Obama had the black vote pretty much locked. Okay? It's because he needed white people to trust him. So he picked Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden wasn't his first pick. There were a couple of people who he was in the pick. But he picked Joe Biden because I guess Joe Biden's the widest dude he knew. Okay, so let's just get that out of the way. Joe Biden doesn't really give two squirts of piss about black people because if he did, he wouldn't have written the crime bill, which put disproportionately put blacks in prison for a long time. Okay, so this whole notion of Joe Biden as a friend of black people is ridiculous, and the fact that the the Kamala Bears and people like John Lewis and people like uh, Jim Clyburn jumped on that bandwagon. You're all a bunch of fucking jackasses. Yeah, I said that about John Lewis. I know he's a civil rights legend. I know he got his brain separated from his skull for civil rights. I know he's battling cancer, but I can call him out on a bad decision. And that was a bad decision because he made that decision based on Joe Biden picking a woman of color to be VP. How do I know? Because that's what he said. Okay? So this whole notion that Joe Biden was going to keep his end of the bargain, you're a fucking moron. Get well soon, John Lewis, but you're a moron. Okay? Jim Clyburn, you're a moron. 
the, the K-Hive, Kamala Bears, whatever y'all want to call yourselves, you're a bunch of morons. I'm just going to come right out and say it. If you thought that Joe Biden was going to keep his end of the bargain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now keep one thing in mind. Joe Biden has not made a decision yet. So he may still pick uh, Kamala Harris. He may. Well, here's the thing. Why would he pick Kamala Harris? First of all, who was kicking Joe Biden's ass in the debates, calling him out as a segregationist? Kamala Harris. That whole I was that little girl thing about the whole uh, segregationist thing. That was basically Kamala Harris punching Joe, uh, Joe Biden in the kidneys and making him pee blood. All throughout the debates when she was there, before she dropped out. I mean, Kamala Harris was polling at what, like 3.5%, somewhere behind Andrew Yang? And you really think she, you think she's really gonna get votes? Get the fuck out of here with that horse shit. Black people ain't voting. You know what, that, that small segment of black women that like Kamala Harris, yeah, they'll, they'll vote. I'm not voting based on Kamala Harris. I will say this, if he picks Stacey Abrams, now the thing with Stacey Abrams that bothered me is her association with, with Bloomberg. Other than that, Stacey Abrams is awesome. But mm-hmm. the fact that she associated herself with Bloomberg means that she can be bought. And that's the thing that, that's the purest in me. Yeah. If, you, if you've made bad, put it like this, is Bernie Sanders perfect? No, hell no. He's made some votes that have made me scratch my head. Even when he's given good reasons why he voted for it, it's still like he could have just said no, right? But Bernie Sanders, his core is intact. He can't be bought. Now, one of the things that kind of held him back is the fact that he didn't have a super PAC. He had a bunch of PACs. PACs follow specific rules. You still can't uh, donate over a certain amount to a PAC. So what PACs do is they basically, they organize fundraising. Super PACs are unlimited. You can donate whatever you want to a super PAC. So the reason why Bernie Sanders doesn't have a super PAC is because he doesn't want corporations and billionaires donating to his campaign because that defeats the whole entire purpose of what he's trying to do, which is get money out of politics. To get big money out of politics, I should say, because unfortunately you need money and you need donations to win elections. Right? So if he had a super PAC, that just defeats the entire purpose. Kamala Harris can be bought and we'll, time will tell about Stacey Abrams, but like I said, she's been doing amazing work in Georgia. Trying to get people to, trying to get people to, uh, trying to get people to vote. She's, I mean, she's awesome. I can't say anything that bad about Stacey Abrams. I'd be a jackass if I did. But the fact that she associated herself with Bloomberg means she can be bought because Bloomberg has never done anything, charitable or otherwise, that didn't benefit him in some way. So that worries me. But if he picks Stacey Abrams, I might be inclined to to vote Biden, to swallow my pride and vote Biden. But here's the thing. Why would he pick Stacey Abrams? That's the thing, you know? He suckered these people. Mm-hmm. He will more than likely pick Gretchen, uh, Gretchen Whitmer for one reason. He needs uh, a boost in the swing states because he's in, according to current polling, he's losing in the swing states. He's losing in Michigan. He's losing in Wisconsin. He's losing in Ohio. Okay. And he needs those states to win because, yeah, Biden's going to get New York, Biden's going to get California. 
Florida's still a toss-up. You know Trump's going to get Texas because Texas is filled with, outside of Austin, Houston, San Antonio, Sacramento, no, Sacramento's California, sorry. Outside those, those few big cities, all the rest of Texas is filled with uh, cowboy hat wearing, belt buckle wearing, cowboy boot wearing sod busters. Okay? Who don't like, you remember when the town of West Texas blew up? When they had that fertilizer plant that blew up a few years back? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The people of that town that survived, they still don't want regulations. That fertilizer plant blew up because they hadn't been inspected in years because they don't like regulations and they still don't want regulations. That's the rest of Texas. So when people talk about Texas, they always show you Houston, they show you Dallas, they show you Austin, right? That's what, three cities? Mm -hmm. The rest of Texas is just filled with wannabe cowboys, you know, wannabe, uh, wannabe patriots. So they're not going to turn. I mean, I, I've read like eight articles in the last t- uh, last ten years. We're like, Texas is about to turn blue. No, it's not. Shut the fuck up with that fuckery. That's not. It's, that's yeah, no, not only, in the, my, only in the bigger cities. Nah, not at all. Yeah, it's not going to happen in my lifetime. Now, here's the thing about that. Could it happen? Sure. California used to be a red state. You know? So, could it happen? Yeah. Is it going to happen now? No. Florida could go either way. I mean, Florida has voted blue before in my lifetime. So, it's Florida is practically still a swing state. North Carolina voted. I, I want to say I didn't get a chance to pull the, the election maps. I think in Obama's first election, I think North Carolina went for Obama. And then they've been red ever since. Mm-hmm. So, it, Joe Biden is probably not going to pick a black woman as vice president. I could be wrong, though. He says he mm-hmm. wants to get a, uh, a, a panel in place by May 1st, which I think is next week. So, We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, the K-Hive... Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure, like, the reason Kamala probably does well is just because it's like Barack Obama 2.0, like, still acknowledging the half-white. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, here's the thing about that. I mean, Barack Obama had a, had a fairly decent Senate... I mean, for the, for the one there, he had a fairly decent uh, Senate record. Don't forget, Barack Obama didn't really become a warmonger until he became president because he voted against the Iraq war, you know? So, and, and he used that against Hillary in the election, in in their primary, that she voted for the Iraq war, he voted against it. That's true. That's true. And she so definitely it, does not, because not her track record. Yeah. The only bad thing Obama did, two, two horrible things Obama did as far as I'm concerned. Right? Everything else is just a matter of just being president. Number one, he ramped up the drone program. That's a nightmare for people who live in that area. So there are people who literally hate the sunlight. They love dark rainy days because on the dark rainy days, the, the, the drones don't fly. When it's sunny out, they know those drones are out there and they can swoop down from the sky and just blow shit up at any moment in time. That's a horrible thing to psychologically break people into hating sunlight. Okay? 
and then of course Libya. Obama did not want to go into Libya because he felt that wasn't really his business. And who convinced him to go into Libya? Hillary Clinton, who was the Secretary of State at the time. And then, right. she, and then she went on talk shows and bragged about it when they killed Gaddafi. She bragged about it. So I'm not saying that uh, he would have been all, he would have been a dove if it wasn't for them, but I don't think we'd have been in the skin we're in now. You know? I mean, Obama was a terrorist killing fool. Don't get me wrong. Hell, he got Bin Laden. (laughs) So, uh, but here's the thing. What made me laugh the most, the reason why I want to talk about this, is because now you had Kamala Harris fans on Twitter saying that if Kamala Harris isn't on a ticket, they're not going to vote for Joe Biden. These are the same cunts who ragged on us for, for months about us not wanting to vote for uh, for Joe Biden because Bernie Sanders lost. They ragged on us. They were just like, how could you do that? You're, you know, you're working for Russia. You know, all the, all the same horseshit we've heard for the last five years. And then the chance that Kamala's not gonna be on ticket, they're not gonna support Joe Biden. Oh, word? Really? And you think I'm not gonna get on Twitter and rag on you, miserable cunts? Yeah. Fuck that shit. I was supposed to be asleep because I had to go back to work. I was up at one o'clock in the morning tweeting. <laughs> and just reading. I, I need to follow you on Twitter. <laughs> and, and, just reading, on Twitter. And, and just reading <laughs> tweets about uh, Kamala Harris fans just mad. One of them, uh, I, I, I clipped one of her tweets. He said, I won't commit my energy to Joe Biden's campaign without Kamala Harris on a ticket. Let his white woman supporters knock on doors in the ghetto. <laughs> They're saltier than a bag of pretzels right now. And you know what? You deserve it. You know why? Because you trusted Joe Biden. When we said we didn't trust Joe Biden, you were like, you're being ridiculous. And now you're kind of figuring that shit out that Joe Biden really just wants your vote. He he doesn't really want to help you. Now, people think that because Joe Biden is just an empty husk, uh, that their argument is, that, oh yeah, he'll he'll put he'll put people around him who are gonna um, who are gonna be really good. Yeah, and who, who's gonna put in his cabinet? Pete Buttigieg. He's gonna put all he's gonna put all the people in in his cabinet that I would never vote for. So why would I? So why would I vote for Biden because he put his cavalcade of loser politicians in his cabinet? So I, I'm, I'm just laughing at the K-Hive. And I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to use the C word. I apologize. But I mean, we, I mean, put it like this. There are some people like Brianna uh, Joy Gray who are still taking an acid bath from Biden supporters. To this day, put it like this. Biden, Biden won. And they're still angry. All the Biden supporters are still bitter. You know why? Because they're reading the polls and it's not looking good. Young people don't like Biden like that, you know? So he has a huge problem. He's losing in swing states. You know, young people don't like him. Um, This should be a curb stomping of Trump. Now it's gonna be like 50-50. We don't need a peptic ulcer this year. You understand? We don't wanna be up, we don't wanna be up all night on election night 
you know, worried right. about about yeah. the fate of the country. I took that whole week, well, except for Friday. I go back on Friday. But I took the week of election day off because I figured, because me being a naive jackass, just thought that Bernie was just going to win and it was going to be party time. And now I'm just like, should I give those days up and try and get Black Friday? I don't know. Because I don't really feel much like celebrating now. But you know what? I could run my mouth all morning. Uh, Mercedes, what are your final thoughts? Um, I guess uh, back to the beginning, don't listen to our president, which is a, kind of a sad thing to say during this time. Yeah. He, he doesn't have really good advice. He's not articulate at all. Um, and one little thing, um, when Barack Obama did his little, I guess, like, you know, in support of um, Biden or whatever, he did like a little video and I watched a little speech or whatever. And of course, he's not our president anymore. It was just so nice to hear and I, like a president that spoke so well, fluently and articulate, and I kind of miss that in him and whatever. And then you go to Trump and you're just like, he's like that uh, kindergartner that eats only the red crayon and he's so <laughs> fucking and I, every time I try to give him the benefit of the doubt because we are literally stuck with him until either the end of this term or if idiots vote him back in. I try my hardest to say, oh, maybe, maybe he's not so bad. He has failed me 120% of the time. So uh, don't listen to our president. Those are my final thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Odie, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts is... Uh... Please, Black Twitter, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing the Lord's work out here. Um, so <laughs> we saw this video pop up earlier this week where these white women, white Karens, these are very Karen activities, took their kids to the playground, uh, defying the order. I think they were in Ohio or no, Idaho, Idaho, Idaho. They were defying the social distancing orders and took the kids to the playground. Um, and some police officers came and arrested one of the mothers. Um, and then subsequently, more white people went down to the courthouse to uh, protest letting her out. But they were chanting, like, let our kids play or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Just one thing, they have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the other. But yet, there they were out there loud and wrong as hell. Um, and I mean, the police officer, you clearly see in the video, like, he's trying not to arrest her. He's just like, yo, like, take your ass home. Just first, like, y'all aren't practicing social distance and get the fuck up out of here. So, um, you know, she was talking shit. And uh, Black Twitter never, never wants to disappoint or miss a moment, have decided that Blue Lives Matter is should be trending. And it has been trending. <laughs> over the past couple of days because of course now the comments say things like I'm glad this thug is off the streets uh, <laughs> <laughs> she should have just complied <laughs> thanks to the brave police officers for handling this oh, oh, um, we, oh, we, we, we lost you Odie oh can you hear me now you're, you're coming in really low okay alright so yeah this is some good shit great comments here check the blue lives matter trends uh but it's basically just saying shit like 
she shouldn't be causing mayhem. They, they're just doing their jobs. Thanks for risking your lives to take these thugs off the street. Shit like that. Uh, so, thank you for doing the Lord's work, Black Twitter. And, uh, <laughs> which leads me to my final thoughts until, like I said, all the shit is over, which is stay your ass home. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, not much more to add to those two final thoughts. You know, um, don't listen to President Cuckoo Bananas. Um, listen to the health professionals. Listen to the CDC. I mean, the president's just trying to sell more. Maybe he has stock in Lysol. I don't know. But, I mean... He probably does. For real, for real, I would not be the fuck surprised. He probably bought stock in Clorox and, and Lysol. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so... Uh, I think we all should have bought stock in Lysol. <laughs> oh, one one quick tip. Um, huh? I thought about running this by Blue, like giving like a financial tip every podcast. Maybe I'm gonna drop this one. So there are a couple um, different oil companies because you guys mentioned oil, and this was what kind of um, triggered it. But um, and I'll drop like uh, the um, stock exchange acronyms for it or whatever in the group. But they've plummeted like so low right now. Um, you might want to buy into them. One of them would be USO, which I think is um, the US oil, whatever. And, I, and I'll get the terminology right at some point. But the point is, it dropped down to like five cents a share. And we're talking about from something that was sitting consistently like 25 plus and 25 plus dollars a share at one point. And we all know once the economy restabilizes, it's going to go back to normal. I don't think five cents a share, I mean, put down the bag of chips and buy you some stock that's what i'm that's all i'm saying yeah. but i'm gonna share it more in the group and i'm gonna also gonna share some some stocks that have plummeted down to penny stocks pretty much but again it's not really a waste considering at some point we're going to restabilize and plus gas prices are barely a dollar and change right now of course stocks are low because nobody's going anywhere so i'll drop that in a little bit but yeah that's just a little financial advice look into oil and also look at these pharmaceutical companies that are running tests on this vaccine. Uh, Moderna is one of them. Invest, because you never know what can happen once all these products get out there. I hate to say take advantage during this time, but financially, honestly, it can make you a millionaire in six to 18 months. Well, I, I, I will say I'm glad you said something sensible and didn't say like you should buy Iraqi dollars. And then- oh, never. <laughs> That still makes me laugh to this day, the whole Iraqi dinar scheme. But yeah, I mean, some people joked about buying stocks, but that, I mean, if they're that low, I mean, you could probably buy like, if if the stocks are five, like, you know, like, you know five, 10 cents each, you could literally buy like $50 worth of stocks and then just have it just, you know, boom, once they go back up. I mean, because right. I mean, it's oil. It will go back up once this thing passes. Right, it will. It's not like you. It's not like you're getting stock in like uh, laser discs or something like that. That's never going to come back, or or uh, or or Microsoft Zune. <laughs> so, well, um, this has been an episode of 360 Degrees. You can catch us wherever you can catch podcasts, except for iHeartRadio. And speaking of iHeartRadio, um, Odie, uh, what's going to be next on O's Odyssey? Uh, I have a couple of interviews lined up. Uh, I think Joy State is going to be on, and she talked about her trip to Columbia. So I think it'll be her episode airing 
this week and there should be the following week which is going to be Cinco de Mayo Travel Tuesday um hmm, I think I know exactly what to put on the Ask Sardine segment so yeah you guys should check it out we'll probably make some tacos or some shit (laughs) Uh, Cinco de Mayo the day when racists pretend to love Mexico for one day (laughs) look in my mind, Cinco de Mayo is always going to be associated with girlfriends, uh, where the lovable Tracy Ellis Ross uh, sings, or as her character Joan Clayton uh, sings this delightful song that she made up with her best friend, where she's like, Cinco de Mayo is holiday time, holiday time, holiday time. So you have to be a fan of the show to recognize it, but. That song always pops up in my head anytime I think of Cinco de Mayo. So yes. <laughs> so, right. Well, everybody, um, enjoy yourself. Stay safe. Be sensible. Keep practicing your social distancing, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye.